you reached the voicemail of Taryn. I would love the honor to talk to you, but I'm about to record this first episode of Miseducation of the People. It's been a long time coming, and it's needed, because there's a lot of time coonery going on. So, if you can, leave your voicemail, and I will gladly get back to you at my earliest convenience. Peace. Beats by Pete Samples. Miseducation. Yeah, man. Welcome to the Miseducation of the People podcast. Uh, I've been talking about this for a minute. I'm just happy that it came along. You know, um, sometimes you got to let the creative ideas marinate, you know, set it and forget it until you actually have it down. You know, you can't really rush the process. But first off, I want to say rest in power to John Lewis. Definitely a great influential uh, gentleman in history. Definitely has taught us all a lot of lessons and best believe we're going to continue to keep the legacy alive. We are shaking the shit out of tables and creating good trouble because that is what's needed in order for us to advance. So let me get a look, get into some shout outs real quick. So shout out to all the essential workers, you know, all the fast food people, delivery people, the emergency services, everyone that's out there putting in this work while, you know, some people have the the privilege of being able to work remotely, you know, um, so I don't take that lightly at all. Uh, shout out to the class of 2020. Um, y'all, y'all been through some shit, definitely. I always believe that karma comes around. So y'all days coming, you know, y'all were born into 9-11. Then y'all had the pandemic when y'all graduating. Like, y'all, y'all, y'all strong. Y'all shouldn't have had to go through that. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, shout out to Lynn, my intern. Just got her here for a Real Talk Session Series. Excited to see what the future holds. And last but not least, shout out to Wash Gang. Now, I mean, we in our 30s now, so we not out here no more. You know, throw them mouth guards up, them knee pillows in the air, you know. But make sure you stretch first because we getting old and we might pull something. <laughs> but um, let me get you, give you a little background about me. You know, I am your host, Taryn Morgan. So I've been doing uh, videography since 2008. Um, had the privilege of working at Hot 97. Shout out to Jeff Thacker. Uh, done tons of weddings stuff for universities for marketing purposes etc and gladly to say that i was one of the first people to bring video promo to jersey in 2008 with this greek life shit shout out to jeff he was number one not me but i'll take that t- number two slot uh gladly you know gladly will take that <laughs> outside of videography um i am a higher education professional i have been working in the field paraprofessionally as a resident assistant from 2008 to 2010. Then 2010, I switched to the professional side of things, uh, working in housing, specifically with emergency response, so helping students who are going through stuff, uh, such as roommate conflicts, drugs, homemade weapons, domestic disputes, uh, mental health issues, anything you can think of, I probably dealt with it. 20 on 20 fights, yeah, I've experienced some crazy stuff. Uh, my professional credentials include a uh, communications degree with a minor in sociology. That's a bachelor's right there. Uh, one master's degree in higher education administration and then another one in administrative science. Uh, just because I got these master's degrees does not mean I know everything. I mean, I know, I know some words. I don't know all the words. I don't know everything, single thing in the world when it comes to knowledge wise. So, you know, uh, I'm not one of these elitist motherfuckers out here that thinks that I'm better or knows everything. So I am human. Uh, if y'all catch me out here saying anything that's inaccurate, please, please, please correct me because I do not want to be out here speaking all loud and wrong like some of these other people be talking about. 
But um, yeah, we're going to get into them too. So um, after getting my second master's degree in 2018, um, I thought shit was going to be popping out here. Uh, I fell into the bullshit lie of go to school, get a nine to five, work hard, and that's the way you're going to advance. Um, I was never really taught how to take my education that I learned within the classroom and transform that into something for myself and to actually apply it so that I can advance myself. You know, I just ended up with like $60,000 in debt, applied to over 200 jobs, was only offered five interviews and did not receive one offer at all for a job. Like that shit was the, the, the blow <laughs> to me. I mean, because, you know, coming up, I was always conditioned to think that, oh, you go to school, then that's the way you get ahead. But then, you know, life, I found out that it's real. You know, prior to that, I was super naive. And, you know, that's the, the wake up call that I needed. And since the beginning, when I got into higher education, one of the things that I always wanted to do was to figure out a way to fuse my passions of videography and education. Um, I did this in my regular roles, thinking that that was going to allow me to advance. However, um, like some of my former colleagues, I was never an ass kisser. So I wasn't going to get those raises or the promotions or whatnot because I simply was not going to risk my integrity just for extra money. But the universe has a way of working, um, especially like if you're listening. And if you're not listening, it's going to make your ass listen, definitely. So uh, I was redirected from a higher education in 2018. Um, always had goals of being a college president. Could still be there eventually one day. However, I got turned off completely by education um, when I got diagnosed with depression and anxiety. Uh, it was caused by, you know, work stressors, but I can't really go into that because Streets is watching right now. Uh, but that moment in my life was needed in order to facilitate my evolution of who I am today, right? So for me, I had to go through the pain in order to find my purpose. So. I, I come from a community where we didn't talk about uh, mental health or emotions, etc. Um, it wasn't taught in the schools, wasn't talked about within households, all that good stuff. And if you did talk about it, that made you a target and quote unquote soft. So, you know, it just kind of kept everything in. So I developed that strategy to, you know, survive. So, you know, keeping all the emotions in, internalizing everything. And unfortunately, um, that all snowballed, you know, as you keep it in, I always say like, look at it as a tub. So the tubs, when it's empty, um, when it has a clear drain, you know, that water's going to flow. But as you start adding water to it and that drain starts getting clogged, the water's still coming. But if you're not doing what's needed to unclog that drain, one day that water's going to overflow. And that's exactly what happened to me. You know, I wasn't addressing the stressors. I wasn't addressing the trauma that I faced all throughout my life. Um, I wasn't practicing self-care. So that plug was just getting plugged up even more. And in turn, the whole tub overfilled and just flooded through the house, which was my body, my brain, whatever. So um, I haven't really talked out loud about my depression. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. 
um, I, I did a video series about what it's like to um, be in my mind when going through a depressive episode called This Is My Depression. Put that out back in, uh, I think that was 2018 at the end or early 2019. Um, but that journey was super real. So let me briefly tell you what it's like to go through depression because it's not often talked about widely and especially when it comes to black men. So um, everything really came to a head for me in May 2018. I wasn't feeling good one day at work and I went home early. And uh, at the time I was engaged and uh, started talking about my day. And as soon as I started hugging my um, then fiance, instantly I became paralyzed and every single thing from my past that I locked away came back in an instance. So. It felt like a an electric surge coming through my brain with all those memories locked away, right? And instantly I started to develop like a brain fog and my ability to translate my thoughts into words was extremely hard. Uh, I, I struggled with it. Um, my memory is trash <laughs> for real. Um, it wasn't as bad as it is now, but you know, when you're dealing with depression and anxiety, it's a chemical imbalance. So it fucks up some shit you know so when that occurred that was my first time really de dealing with depression but outside of depression um i had dealt with uh rage um i'm an extremely easygoing person I'm happy all the time um nothing really bothers me but during this time frame it was it was quite scary i ain't gonna lie because as a black man in a society um you can't really show rage or anger or even emotion like that like i said because that makes you a target and not necessarily a target for my black community, like I was talking about in that that context before, but when it comes to police officers or white people in general. Um, so for me, it was a point where I was experiencing rage and the smallest thing could set me off. So I had an assigned parking spot, someone can park there and then it'd be like instantly see red and turn into like the Incredible Hulk, like I wanna smash my car, right? So luckily, um, I came to my sense and I understood that, you know, this is just the, the mental illness that is making me do this. You know, it's not me. So I was able to calm myself down. Um, so that's some, something else I experienced with the depression and rage, um, because I think that, you know, a lot of people think depression is just sadness, but it's a lot of different things. So another um, aspect of what I dealt with with depression and anxiety is I was experiencing paranoia. So there was a time where I was driving down the road and uh, a cop car came behind me with the lights on. It wasn't for me, but instantly I had a panic attack and I had to pull over. Um, and, you know, that's some of the stuff that we live with uh, as a person with a mental health condition. And just in general, as a black man in society, you know, I didn't do shit but we see what's going on in the world. And, you know, I always got to be concerned about like, if I see a cop car with lights on, right? Are they going to be the reason why I'm not here to breathe tomorrow? So that, that was kind of part of my paranoia and all that. But luckily, I was able to um, find a mental health professional to help me out, got some medication, help me out. Um, and for all y'all who are really uninformed about medication, I always put it like this, right? Mental health conditions are a chemical imbalance. The medication are like the scale, uh, the counterbalances on the old school scale. So you, the scales with the arms where you stand on at the doctor's appointment, uh, doctor's office, and they got to move the little boxes so that it balances out. That's exactly what medication is, right? So 
everybody's biology, they react differently to medication. So when I got on a medication that um, brought other side effects too. So I was experiencing extreme uh, insomnia, um, could not sleep for shit. Uh, I was having bad stomach aches. It, it sucked. Um, sweating. I know for y'all who know me, y'all know I stay with the big man sweat rag all the time, looking like a preacher at a pulpit. But um, yeah, it, it can be dead cold in a room and just sheets would be drenched with sweat when I'm sleeping at night. Um, and then one of the more unfortunate side effects was uh, suicidal ideation. Um, so with that, I really got through this whole period of darkness by adjusting my mindset. So when it first occurred, I always thought of it as a, a curse. I said, why is this happening to me? Like, this is not fair at all. It wasn't until I had the mindset shift of why is this happening to me to the mindset shift to this is happening for me. I had to find the lessons and what it was trying to teach. And honestly, I would not be here today with this company unless I went through everything with depression and anxiety. So I see long term that it really was meant for me to grow and evolve. Um, and it's wild. And today I am a mental health advocate. Uh, shout out to NAMI, NAMI, New Jersey, my Agnow family. I. Right. Um, but if you asked me this like three years ago, I would never see myself as being a mental health advocate. And one of the great things is that it really opened my eyes up to the power that was within me. Right. I'm here right now because of the fact that I stopped being a prisoner to my circumstance. Uh, I was always waiting for somebody to, um, put me on, but I didn't realize I had the power to put myself on. So, you know. Um, I was a, uh, a big talker, but I never really executed, you know, so this is what happened when you actually put those words to the road and get moving. So, you know, I want to encourage others to do the same. So this company, this podcast came from this period, right? So the darkness that I went through, the depression, the anxiety, it really allowed me to just take a look at myself. So with the, oh, I'm sorry. With my brain, it is very scattered. It's all over the place. So please bear with me. And also, you know, I'm getting getting my foot wet in the podcast game right now. So um, another side effect that I had was uh, mania. So mania, you have your ups and downs. Um, and for some people, it can look like it's productivity. Um, when you see somebody just keeps going and going, they're not really sleeping. Um, they're not taking care of themselves. That's kind of what mania is when they're. At the lowest points when, you know, they can't get out the bed, that's that's the lower point of mania also. Um, please note that I am not a mental health professional. I am just uh, going off my research and also my personal experiences. But for me, um, this company, the Real Talk Session Series, the miseducation of the people came from, honestly, the mania sound effect that I had. And when I say mania, um, I can literally be washing dishes and... Um, ideas would come to me and I would instantly have to stop and just go to my phone and start typing away for like minutes on end. Um, there were several times where like my then fiance, she saw me like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just got these ideas, but it kept happening. Um, I can be in the middle of watching TV shows. I can be in the middle of eating. If this idea came to me, I had to write it down. And that's how my whole business plan came to me. And I honestly feel like that this was, 
the ancestors and God pouring this information into me because, you know, I never, ever, ever, ever thought that I was going to be a business owner. I never thought that I was going to be in this point in my life. But obviously, you know, they had plans for me. So um, luckily, I was able to really um, just go ahead and take that information and apply it. So just a little background about the Real Talk Session Series. So the Real Talk Session Series is a community focused media organization that produces education and entertainment, a.k.a. edutainment content catered towards the black community and our goal is to make a positive impact on education reform criminal justice reform and mental health awareness and we are recognizing the flaws in our american education system as i'm sure everyone is seeing right now because oh boy (laughs) this shit is crazy the votes don't know what the hell she doing um and a lot a lot of our state officials don't and we see it when we have um tons of educational budgets being cut and being put towards the police but we're going to talk about that later on but we can see when you look at the money you look at the numbers that education is not a priority in this company i mean um well america is a company but you know i ain't gonna get into some some conspiracy spirits uh conspiracy theory shit right now sorry i cannot talk um but we see that this american education system is not working at all and especially now with uh, the COVID-19 situation with remote learning, not everyone can learn remotely. It's it's not a equal playing ground. You know, some people have their unique, respective learning styles. So for me, um, I want to be able to bring the information to where people are, which is their phones. Uh, they're on their computer screens, etc. So we produced this content and we distribute it for free, of course via phones youtube now we got the podcast all that good stuff and you know we're just trying to create the change that we want to see but it's not there and necessarily sometimes you just got to jump out there and get moving and then people will be able to see your vision so that's where we are right now um and i am extremely influenced by hip-hop this company is influenced by hip-hop if you look at the earlier posts then you will clearly see that (laughs) Um, but I always look at it as if we were a rap group, we would probably be like a combination of NWA, Public Enemy, Dead Prez, Wu-Tang, the Dungeon Family, what Kanye should have been. But, uh, yeah, we see where your boy's at right now. Kooning to the core. Um, yeah, but anyway, (laughs) um, so when I look at it like that, you know, uh, that those are the people who really inspire this and i look at it as the real talk session series our style that's what we coming out here to do and we are making that change we are shaking the tables we're making um good trouble also getting more in depth of how we are inspired by music our enslaved ancestors used music to communicate and music is still being used to communicate information today um there's a lot of artists that drop jewels but most of us aren't paying attention to lyrics Jay-Z has left mad business breadcrumbs since he started rapping and specifically with 444. I I can honestly say that 444 should be the equivalent to a bachelor's degree in college. And that will be broken down later on in this podcast. Now, I mean, well, not this episode right here, but in a future uh, episode, but there's a lot of information there. And for me going through everything, 
um, I was able just to see stuff clearer and apply it to my life. Like I really developed a lot of my business sense from reading books and also music. I ain't get this shit from school at all. Um, so we're going to go ahead and just talk about why y'all here today. The miseducation of the people, the podcast, you know, is here, something new. We're doing something different. I'm not really trying to um, do what other podcasts are doing because, you know, we all got a respective lane. And so far, I see that what I'm doing is working, is working well, and I have no need to copy off someone else. So, you know, I'm going to keep doing what I got to do. So honestly, I'm using y'all motherfuckers. Uh, this podcast is a form of self-care it is therapy for me because i cannot afford it but we're not going to always talk about uh, mental health though uh, because i understand you know not everyone wants to hear about that even though they should but we're going to keep it fun we're going to talk about a lot of different shit <laughs> and you know trust me i got some good episodes in store but um i i look at podcast as proof that history repeats itself so we're seeing a surge in podcasts you got joe rogan making over a million dollars just for talking that's fucking crazy to me i'm gonna get this money <laughs> i see him talking right now you know and i mean um but I, like i said podcasts are proof that history repeats itself right so our ancestors use stories to educate then or i don't know the exact um time frame they also used drawings to teach which are like magazines and then they started using the shadows from the fires, which are like film and TV. And of course, the stories are podcasts. So that's back in the day. Then that evolved again. Right. So President Franklin D. Roosevelt, he had the FDR fireside chats. And this was from 1933 to 1944. Again, oratorical history and information coming back to play. Radio went away for a little bit and film and TV took over. Right. Now, look at where we are today. You got film that's dying. You got um, not not necessarily film dying. Well, but this Corona shit, a lot of shit's changing. Yes. TV is not the same. You don't have that much viewership. However, podcasts, those numbers are up. So, you know, this is proof that history really repeats itself. Um, and with this podcast, I really want to provide representation because representation matters. You know, um, like y'all saw that we got Black Panther finally. Right. Um, but what happened if us 90s kids, us 80s kids, us millennials, if we had a black superhero to look up to, will we go ahead and follow that? You know what I mean, like I, I love Batman because that's the only hero that I saw that I could kind of relate to, even though, you know, I'm black, bald and broke. You know what I mean, but uh, I always connected to him with like that, that darkness type thing. But imagine if Black Panther was there when I was younger. Now, I mean, the lessons I can learn. So I feel that representation matters. And especially with the topics that I'm going to be talking about and with my evolution just in general as a man, um, I'm not going to lie. Um, I was problematic as fuck back in the day. Um, probably was a fuck boy. I can say that. I mean, but over time, I learned the proper way. Um, I, I learned to unlearn all that stuff. So we're going to go ahead and talk about that a little bit long, later on in the podcast. But, you know, that representation matters. Um, so for us and my goal for this, right, I want this podcast, I want this company to be a non-traditional educational tool to help others, especially when it comes to black people and issues that represent us, that affect us. 
Um, we're not getting that within the school systems. We're barely getting that from our leaders. We damn sure cannot depend on these celebrities, coon ass Terry Crews, uh, all these motherfucking mm, Tom Coonery right there. When I say Terry Crews, like it's fucked up my whole my whole uh, train of thought. But we're not gonna do no Tom Coonery here, no cruising. That's what we call the cruising right there, right? But we can't really depend on our leaders or our American education systems to push us in the right directions. But I see that podcasts are the way that can um, efficiently get us the information that we need. You know, our leaders, is they're not doing it. So we have to do it on our own. And there's a lot of uh, educational podcasts or just podcasts in general that are giving that information. But I see the podcast as a um, avenue to spread education out to people easily and for free. Uh, also, getting a formal education, whether in grammar school or college, is not a reality for many people. Um, a lot of people have different life circumstances and whatnot. And if you look at the stats, the majority of our country is not college educated. So are not they are not able to recognize what we call the fake news or what uh, Orange Man calls fake news, real news, all this bullshit. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there on the internet, but people don't know how to sort through it to see what the truth is. So for me, I want to be able to use my privilege, uh, my college degrees to be able to teach others how to do the same, to teach others important skills and information that they need because they're not getting it from these institutions or our quote unquote leaders that we're putting into place. So, you know, again, just being the change that I do want to see. And for my goal for this this podcast, I see it as more so a professional and personal development tool. Y'all see the chalkboard? I'm gonna be dropping some jewels on y'all. Like I got some shit that the media is not saying, the schools are not saying, um, this stuff that I observed and also through my research that is it's needed to be addressed. So use this podcast as a tool to better yourself and to advance your career, etc. And once again, I'm going to say it again. I am not perfect at all, right? The 90s were problematic as fuck, and I soaked it all in. Uh, we weren't really taught about what was right, what was wrong. Um, there's no guidebook to life. There's no manual to show you how to do it properly. You know, I, I learned from my environment. You know, we had In Living Color, where the comedy, it was funny as hell, but when you actually look at everything today, it did not age well because, you know, they're talking about a lot of uh, homophobic stuff, a lot of um, cultural insensitive topics. And, you know, I always thought that that's comedy. That's what you do. And I kind of emulated that all throughout college. And it was like when I went through depression, it put a mirror up to me and showed me all the ugliness. And it made me realize that, oh, you know, the jokes that I had, you know, even though it was coming from a good place i never was intentionally uh, trying to put people down however i did not have the emotional capacity well actually no the emotional intelligence i didn't know uh how to understand my myself i didn't have self-awareness i didn't understand how to read the emotions and body language of others you know i just thought because oh i grew up on it that you know it is what it is, you know, it's comedy, but I learned that was wrong, you know, An another example of, you know, just being problematic as fuck and realizing that I had to learn some shit was that I came up in the big pimping video area, you know, um, as a heterosexual man, it was a very visually appealing video. I'm not going to lie. However, the messaging and it was extremely foul, you know, um, 
we weren't told that it was wrong. We thought it looked fly. But at the end of the day, you know, when we're listening to women and as we're becoming more mature, it's extremely wrong. You know, even Dame Dash, he admitted years ago that he wished he never did it, did the video. Um, Jay-Z, same thing, you know. Um, so for some, they have the evolution with time. Um, and for me, I had to have life knock me on my ass to realize that what I was doing was not right. You know, it took years of the fuckery to realize that I need to unlearn some stuff, especially like when it came to women and what relationships are supposed to be like. That's a, yeah, we're going to talk about that. But um, it all came from a lack of emotional intelligence on my part. And, you know, I had to own up for it. Uh, I'm going to keep going back to depression because that's something that really was a tool that to facilitate my growth and evolution. Right. So for me, I, I said that it put a mirror up to the, all the ugly parts, but it also killed my ego and pride. And it made me hold myself accountable for everything. Now, your ego and pride will always prevent you from holding yourself accountable. So you have to learn to make your ego serve you and not be a servant to your ego. And that's an issue that a lot of people have. A lot of people do not know what emotional intelligence is or even how to begin developing that. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, if you work on those areas that your life will get better, not only in the, the personal, but in your professional careers, your spiritual, every single thing, you know, just in general, your personal development. Um, and really, like I always will go back to saying representation matters. Uh, I want to be able to help black men and others get through this evolution without hitting rock bottom like I did. Like Jay-Z said, you know, Hove did that. So hopefully you only have to go through that because, you know, we, we are in a place where we're fertile for growth with um, this quarantine, with COVID. It's making us really look at ourselves. There's nothing on TV. There's no sports. There's no distractions. So, you know, we're beginning to wake up to the issues. So if I'm able to do my part, if I'm able to help one person, then, you know, then I'm satisfied. That's good for me, you know, because that's my mission. That's my purpose to help others. So, you know, I want to use this podcast as a tool to help others. And we're going to be talking shit about these celebrities, too, because a lot of them are outlined. Um, and especially like I'm going to keep going back to Terry Crews because he was a gentleman that I, th I thought was a stand up dude. And so he showed the, the coonery, the time coonery that was within him within the past couple of years. So, you know, you got a lot of these celebrities supposed to be big, really, but they acting all silly. So we know we, I'm going to get that thing next. But, you know, we're going to have fun. But just know that this is not a um, this is not a current event rumor gossip based podcast. Nah, we're going we're going to blend it all, blend it all in. You know, we're doing something different with it. And of course, one of my favorite subjects to talk about, we will be talking about white people. We're talking about them Karens, them Tanners of the world. And um, right now, let me go ahead and put the disclaimer out there. There are two different types of quote unquote white people, right? So you have the traditional white people. And then you have melanin challenged people. First off, I want to say shout out to Amanda Seals. You know, she, we, we got to protect her. And I mean, she's definitely always on her shit, you know. Hey, girl. But uh, she came up with this framework of white people versus melanin challenged people. So I want to always give uh, props to the people who inspire, you know, what I do. So real quick, let me break it down because I don't want y'all to, you know. I don't 
what he was doing last evening on that. No, we're going to break it down. So, a melanin challenge person, right? These are our allies that are white. Uh, they are using their privileges to dismantle the systems that they benefit from. They are cursing their fellow white people out. Well, they're actually, no, they're cursing the, the white people out because they are melanin challenged people. They truly believe that black lives matter, not just through word or words, but through action. They're not on any performative shit, right? So let's talk about the white people, right? So these are your people who believe in the Confederate flag, that believe that these statues should still be up there, your Trump supporters, uh, your Karens, your Chadwicks, your Tanners, um, just everyone out here that's using their skin color as a way to advance themselves and to oppress others. So when I'm talking about white people, I'm talking about those people. I'm not talking about every single person that has white skin because, you know, I am a strong believer that not all white people are bad. You know, we have some people that are actually dope and allies and doing their thing. But so please understand that when I say white people, I'm talking about all the people that's out here that's doing some bullshit. So there you go. And also, uh, while we're here, stop saying that racism is a mental illness. These are people who are either straight evil or uneducated. Comparing them to people who are mentally ill is a slap in the face. And it's a cop out to the reality that these people simply aren't shit. They choose these actions. We do not choose mental illness. So please stop saying this for real. So I'm going to tell you right now, um, I'm going to try to release these episodes every Wednesday, but I ain't guaranteeing shit because stress and life is real, but we're going to be consistent. Definitely. Um, and once again, if I am wrong about anything, please correct me. I don't like to be loud and wrong. I mean, it's all about holding it down. Supporting somebody does include telling them when they're wrong. So please let me know. Also, one of my last points, I want to say that all black lives matter, right? So this includes our LGBTQIAA plus and disabled brothers, sisters, and individuals. Because when I say individuals, there are people called non-binary people who do not necessarily uh, identify with man or woman. So I want to, this, this is another point, you know, we're going to, we're going to educate in this area because it's needed. We need everybody here to this fight. I am a cis heterosexual black man, right? So let me break this down. So cis means that I identify with my birth physical gender. So, you know, I have a penis. I am a man. This is how I identify. I don't identify as anything else. That means that I am cis heterosexual. That means that I am straight. I am only interested in women. So oftentimes, you know, cis heterosexual black men are the white men of this black shit. Like we're always tearing other people down and we're not realizing the privileges that we have. And for me, I want to use my privilege of being a cis heterosexual black man to help other black people who are being oppressed by their fellow black people for no damn reason especially when it comes to our trans sisters. Like I always say this, right? If somebody eats something, it does not make you shit. If somebody's fucking something, it does not make you come unless that's your thing. I mean, it's whatever, but, um, but like, I don't understand why people cannot mind their damn business when it comes to people's personal lives. I, I really don't understand it. And I put those homophobic people, those transphobic people 
in the same pile as white people, the Karen, Chaz, and Tanners of the world, because y'all are negatively impacting someone else's life just because you are evil or uneducated about it. So you're right there. So, and I mean, make that change. And my very, very, very last, last point, please arrest Brett Hankinson, Jonathan Mattingly, Miles Cosgrove. I don't give a fuck if I say a name right, but these are the cops that murdered Breonna Taylor. Like so much shit is coming to the light and um, yeah, it's real. Oh, and look out to uh, part two of my Black American Experience video series coming out soon. Shout out to Kareem. We did a little collab and, you know, we trying to shake these tables out here, right? So that's the episode for today, you know, but I hooked y'all up. I mean, a little two piece right there. Uh, check that out. We got Amanda Haynes talk about the PR stuff and all that stuff. So, you know, after you're done with this episode, go on into her episode. But, um... Go ahead and make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Real Talk Session Series. So just like the word Real Talk Session Series, no spaces in between. And let us know your thoughts connected with us. Uh, let us know and if you have any topic ideas. We also have a ton of videos dropping soon. More mental health education videos. We have some real estate videos. Shout out to Nick Williams coming out soon. And just a lot of dope shit that we come, uh, that's coming. Please make sure that, you know, if you like this podcast, share it, rate, review, subscribe. If you don't like the podcast, don't leave no review. Don't rate this shit. You know what I mean, just email me. Let me know. And, you know, let's see how we can make it better. Um, but necessarily, you know, it has to make sense. Uh, get that merch. We got some fire ass merch. And more importantly, um, all proceeds from your investment goes towards our efforts to bring easily accessible education resources to black communities around the nation. So, you know, we're not just selling merch just to get our pockets fat. Now nah, we out here trying to really help other people, um, and especially, you know, trying to develop some scholarships and all that, too. Um, also, if you would like to donate to the Real Talk Session Series, this is also an option. Please visit Real Talk Session Series. Again, no spaces.org. So it's Real Talk Session Series.org. Um, everything you need is right there on this website. Um, also, we will be dropping a Patreon very soon that's going to have some exclusive content. We got some virtual events coming up and not that basic ass Zoom shit that everybody's doing. Fire stuff coming. So don't worry. It's going to be coming soon. Some announcements coming, some information dropping, et cetera, right? So I want to thank you all for tuning in to the first episode of the Miseducation of the People, which is proudly brought to you by the Real Talk Session Series, where all we do is provide that real talk only. Talk to y'all next time. All right, peace. Miseducation.